It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 303, Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are hot live, living Culligan, funky like a monkey, if you will, as always. I am Chris Featherstone. Join us on the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling, and follow us on Twitter, Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a live Q&A coming up. So without further ado, we will be right back, and we are going to get all set up, and we'll be right back.
Pancakes and Power Slams, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, featuring weekly interviews from WWE, NNXT, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and NWA. Join us live every Tuesday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slam. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slam. Gentlemen, episode 303 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Once again, I am Chris Featherstone, your host as always. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we are about to get set up. Uh, the Ken Anderson is with us. He is going to answer some questions. If you have any tweets, um, do the pan, uh, the hashtag pan slams, um, and of course we are doing we are we are having with wrestling rumors a live stream as well, so everybody join us there. Uh, we are going to have uh, some fun and uh, continue to um, <clears throat> to to be the show that everybody would like to uh, listen to. As always, we definitely appreciate all of the support. Uh, throughout the 303 episodes of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Uh, and we will celebrate our sixth year uh, coming up in April. So uh, thank you so much for all of your all of your wonderful, wonderful support. Or should I say, should I say wonderful support? Yes. So as people continue to load here on the live Q&A, uh, we're just going to continue to have a lot of fun. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, for the fourth time, so this person uh, gets a round of applause. Uh, I think he's been on my show uh, in conjunction with Sean Devar twice, and I think he's been on the show by himself once, if I'm not mistaken. So this will make the fourth appearance of Ken Anderson on the show. So we get to Ken Anderson, how are you tonight? Thank you. I'm fantastic. Sorry, I was a little late in calling you. I was actually training my students. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, plugging uh, your academy. So let the listeners know uh, what you're all about nowadays, about the about the Academy School of Pro Wrestling. So uh, right now I am running the Academy School of Professional Wrestling in Minneapolis, and uh, my business partner is Sean Dabari. And we started up an academy where you can learn from the ground up how to be a professional wrestler. We teach all aspects of the business. If you want to be a referee, manager, balloting, um, we, we cover it all. Absolutely. Um, what's the website? The website is theacademyprowrestling.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the Academy SOPW, and uh, I believe we are on Instagram at the Academy Pro Wrestling. Awesome. So, 
And you also uh, are doing some. I remember last time we talked, so you were saying that you're still doing some independent dates. Are you still doing that? I, I am. I've really sort of dialed that back a bit as um, my school really ramps up. We've got we're running class five days a week here, and my kids are at the age right now where I kind of like being home, being near them. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm as much a part of their lives as I can be, at least right now, while they still want me in their lives. <laughs> How old are they? Well, I figure, you know, shortly they're uh, oh they're they're four. They just turned four on January thirteenth, uh, so I figure I've got at least another. Hopefully four or five years where they're not embarrassed by their dad and still want me to be around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations uh, and happy birthday to the to the kiddos. Uh, my son, uh, his birthday, um, his birthday is on the twenty sixth. I've uh, my the middle son. So I have two sons. Um, and uh, a daughter that uh, is nearly seven weeks old. So, uh, oh. a, lot, a lot going on in the Featherstone household. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, Johnny says, um, love watching his old was in the local Indies. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, so, uh, what, everybody. What was the question? Uh, it doesn't seem like it was a question. Look, um, I love love watching you in the Indies. I don't know. So ask your questions to Ken Anderson. Um, Ken Anderson. So with what you just said with your about your kiddos, uh, would it be safe to say that uh, um, WWE Raw 24 is uh, not on your radar? Or Raw 25, I should say. I'm not planning on it, but you never know. <laughs> you know, I'm not jumping up and down on a trampoline, preparing myself for my next match. But um, you know, <laughs> yeah. obviously anything's possible. And yeah. um, my my students were just asking me tonight what number I was in the Royal Rumble, which I get asked that every year. But uh, <laughs> you know. I, yeah. Not planning on what is your soon. Hmm. I mean, it would be great. Um, but like I said, I've got what so much stuff going on right now. What was that? I said, what is typically your answer when people ask you uh, what number you are? Uh, 39. <laughs> Sounds good about that. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So uh you know I was I was just recently looking at a um uh a video with you and John Cena on a raw in 2000 um what what year was the raw that uh it was 2007 it was mm-hmm. like be October 2007 I was going to say god you're not going to make me remember a date are you cuz uh, I was just talking <laughs> to my students about this but I cannot remember anything Matt Hardy has the memory of an elephant and can remember every little you know, minor detail. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Like People come up to me sometimes and they tell me about cool stuff that, that I've done and I'm like, I did that? Really? 
They're like, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember? Like, no, not really. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've heard about that with Matt Hardy about his memory uh, being yeah. uh, very. So you said um, John Cena. Yeah, uh, John Cena. Uh, see, there's your memory. That kicked in very well. Um, <laughs> uh, John Cena and um, you, I think it was October of 2007. It was the same match um, that John Cena tore his pec before he, uh, when he was out. Um, okay. Now, it, it seemed that he, it seemed as if he was, uh, he tore during the match because he was kind of clutching it throughout the match. Did you notice yeah, he that? Did. Yep, he did actually. He told me it was something. Yeah. Where he gave me a hip toss, and he sort mm-hmm. of sat down. He did that like sounds where he kind of sits out and he just landed kind of funny, and um, and then he tore it. And then he told me like I tore my pack, and I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Yep, just keep going. Don't worry." And, we just worked through it and we talked about it, but yeah, it was, we tore it during the match and continued on. Wow. And it was torn off of the sternum too, which is a bad tear. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Um, that, that's, that's quite bad. So, I mean, was it, uh, just kind of take us through that. I mean, just kind of calling an audible. It seemed like it's, when you when know, stuff it, is when it, people get injured during matches, it seems like it's tougher, isn't it? Um, it can be. Sometimes it can actually be a help if you are good at you know if you're good at what you do, you can actually use that as part of the story. You know, if somebody does something to their leg, you know, I can. I can actually attack the leg a little bit as long as I'm safe mm. about it. And, you know, that person can continue to, they can actually sell. And it helps with telling the story because they're not selling. It's actually real. Does that make sense? Mm. You don't no, yeah, want to injure sense. the body part anymore, but there are ways of doing things where you can, as the aggressor, attack that particular body part. Don't mm. protect them at the same time. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, can you can you recall uh, another <clears throat> time or two where uh, someone got injured in WWE while you were uh, competing against them? Um, I don't recall another time that, I, that there was an injury, but I do specifically remember a time where we had a major audible called. Um, I was working somewhere. I was working with a SmackDown. And the first segment was in the ring, and it was the it was the King Booker segment. Booker T had one King of the Ring, and he had his court out there, which was William Regal, and you know Charmel was out there, and um, Fit Finley, and a couple other guys. They were all in the ring. They were doing this big, you know, pomp and circumstance. And I was going to work a local guy in the second match, mm-hmm. and then Matt Hardy was going to wrestle Psychosis in the third match. And the first two matches were just kind of throwaway matches. And I remember that, like I said, that first segment was in the ring. And Matt came tearing around the corner and he said, Ken, Ken, we got a three-segment match and we're up next. And I was like, shut up. you got to be kidding me. And he said, no, I'm not kidding. And then Johnny Ace came around the corner and 
So he said, all right, here's what you're going to do. And we had two minutes to put it together. We put together a quick little break wow. spot to go into the commercial breaks. And then we, you know, figured out a finish. And the rest was we just went out there and called it on the fly. And we worked three segments. So it was a good, long, long match. Wow. And it was probably one of wow. the fun times, fun matches that I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's because, awesome. Because we weren't all in our we weren't in our heads and we weren't overthinking it. We were, it was just things were happening, happening organically. And mm-hmm. when you have that much time, you can actually sell everything. And it's just, I, I like having more time. I just, everybody likes having more time. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a question here. Chris says, do you think Hulk Hogan uh, is going to be at the uh, WWE 25th anniversary? Uh, I I don't know. Um, I say I don't know. Has he been forgiven yet for his racial his racial tirade? Uh, well, you're know. asking a black guy. Well, I guess that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> um, I you know I I I I would like to see him back in the WWE. I'll say that. So, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, you know. Uh, yeah, forgiveness is where it's at, man. And um, you know yep. that was uh, it. It it doesn't it doesn't take. You know, I, it was bad. You know, no no doubt about it. Yep. But, uh, yep. You know, I think at the end of the day, uh, people say bad things, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, there's not a pattern with those bad things, and uh, hopefully you learn from it and move on. So that's uh, that's my mentality when it comes to that. So uh, that's right, my hope right, with Hulk Hogan right. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I wonder did did uh, Michael Richards has he been forgiven yet for you know like he, I, I guess there's a there's a difference right there's a difference in what you say because you don't remember you remember uh, you remember Michael Richards correct. He oh was, yeah, uh, certainly. Kramer on Seinfeld, and he had a really, yeah. really. I mean, he went off the rails and just hurling mm-hmm. stupid stuff, and it was all. It's it was all a stupid, comedy, but, wasn't it? And he was. He was really over the top, and yeah. uh, I feel like he's he's still he hasn't worked yet since, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So no, I, 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 I don't know. seen anything, anything about him either. So. Yeah, absolutely. Have you had any? Uh, did you work with Hulk Hogan while you were in the WWE? Not while I was in uh, WWE, but I worked with him a bunch when I was in TNA. I did some in-ring mm-hmm. segments with him and some promos, some backstage promos, some in-ring promos where I was screaming at him, calling him Terrence, and stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Was he good? Was he easy to work with? Too. Yeah, he was fantastic. Like he was always super cool to me. Um, awesome. They always say that you're not supposed to meet your heroes, but I swear, people that I've met who were heroes to me, who I looked up to, were have been pretty cool so far. And Hulk Hogan awesome. was definitely that's one of them. And he had that's awesome. You know, he had we had a really good relationship when we were in, when I was in TNA. He was there, and I also had a great relationship with one of his best friends in the world, was um, Eric Bischoff. So. Mm-hmm. Always cool, I mean, always very so helpful. And you know what? The thing about Hogan when I was there was he really wanted to 
take his, he knew that he could offer a rub to somebody that, you know, me wrestling Hulk Hogan or me being in the ring with Hulk Hogan and cutting a promo and, and going off on him was going to give me a little bit of a rub, a little more believability, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really awesome. Um, uh, Dennis said, uh, Dennis says WWE needs Ken. You just got a bunch of fans. You got a bunch of people, um, uh, kind of marking out on you. Uh, Brad asks, uh, <laughs> how long have you known, uh, Hornswoggle? I've known him for, let's see. I've been in the business now for 19 years. I've probably known him for 17. Yeah. Cause and he's still relatively really he, young, isn't he? How old is he now? Pardon? Uh, how old is he now? Um, Hornswoggle is probably early 30s, something like that. Yeah, I would say mm. early 30. to mid 30s. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When he started, I sort of was around and was able to help kind of mold him. Like he said, I trained him, which isn't entirely true. I mean, well, it it's true in the sense that like. He didn't have formal training. I was able to, along with many others, really kind of work with him and, and pass along information that mm-hmm. I had gleaned up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, but we started. Timothy, we essentially uh, we came up together. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I didn't know that uh, you and Hornswoggle had that type of connection. That's uh, really awesome. Um, Actually, um, so when when Fit Finley, uh, Tommy Dreamer, called me or he talked to me on TV or something like that, and he said, um, do you know any little people? And I said, <laughs> yes, I do. And he goes, are they good? Can they work? Are they wrestlers? Said, yes, very good. And so I basically called Dylan. Gave him Tommy's number, and then he called Tommy and came in for a tryout. Um, him and, like, five other people came in and did the tryout and wow. ended up getting the spot. So, yeah. So you were the referral of Hornswoggle. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I didn't I didn't wow. get him his job. I'm not going to go so far as to say that I got him his job. He got him his job, but I just connected right. the dots. So did you get a Which referral bonus? Which is something, yeah, yeah, big fat paycheck. Um, and that's something that I kind of appreciated. When Davari and I came up in the business, we didn't have connections. We had to go out and make our own connections. We busted our butts yeah. and drove all over the world and or all over the Midwest and wrestled as much as we could and gained as much experience as we could. We didn't have any connections. So the fact that we now have all these connections and we have these people who are, you know, superstars that can come in and offer not only advice, but possibly booking opportunities and opening doors. Like, that's why we're running the academy. Like, we want to help people. And, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Dreamer was just here for a seminar last month. He did a four-hour seminar, and one of the students that – happened to work a match actually two of the students that worked matches in front of him it was literally a 
six or seven minute match that they had. And Tommy liked both of them so much that he's booking them on his house of hardcore shows. So, you know, nice. that, that wow, kind of stuff awesome. is really, really rewarding for us. Yeah. And that's kind of wow. what, we're, what we're offering here. We're offering, we've got four, five people here that have made it in the business, have made a pretty good time of, of their, you know, we've, we've done a couple things in the business uh, between the five of us and we want to not only teach people the right way to do things, but then help them go on and achieve their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Timothy asks, uh, do you like, or did you like the aces and eights gimmick? We talked about that, uh, uh, one of the other three times you're on the show, um, but just uh, for the, the the audience that haven't heard um, your thoughts on the Ace of the Nate gimmick, did you like it? Did you not? I did. I really, really did like it. I wish there were some places that we could have gone with it that I think we didn't go. Um, sometimes the the storylines were sort of hot shotted, mm-hmm. but you know it's. It's not just one guy writing TV. It's a group of people, and they all have different egos, and they all have to work together, and they have to give a little and take a little and give a little right. more, take a little, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, but I do think it was, um, fun. It was just uh, I wasn't when it when it ended. I think it was it still had some legs, still had some life left in it. But, mm-hmm. The yeah, guy who came in and didn't like it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I interviewed Wes Briscoe, and he said the same thing about that. Uh, the people, the the person uh, slash people, specifically person who took over, um, didn't want anything to do with it. So it just kind of yeah. uh, disappeared in front of our very eyes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. John asked the. Uh, how is working for other wrestling promotions different from working for WWE? I mean, there's just really, it's really hard to compare anything to the level of WWE. I mean, it's, it's rock star stuff, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you're treated very, very well. Everything is always super professional. Any appearances you do, um, are are very professional. Um, it's, it's just the level of attention to detail is pretty amazing mm-hmm. in the WWE. And it's obviously a lot more money. Yeah. You make a lot more money. But also there, there are some things though, that are that were frustrating. You know, you're working when you're working for a big corporation like that, you you don't have as much room, as much will, wiggle room to play around with character concepts and ideas and things like that. So That's true. It, you know, yeah. Vince says, I want you to go out there and I want you to do this and I want you to look this way, talk this way. You, you've got a choice. You can either do it or go find somebody else to do it for you kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steven asks, is WWE the best promotion to work for? Um, well, that's the, that's, that really depends. I mean, that's a subjective question because is it the best corporation to work for as far as the 
the hype and the you know the big feel that it has and the money and stuff yeah but is it the best in the sense that you're going to have the most fun and tell the most entertaining stories and have the most entertaining matches not necessarily it just depends on on what you like and you know the cool thing about wrestling though is that there's always a there's a different flavor for everybody. Everybody likes a slightly different flavor of ice cream. And there's something for everyone in a three-hour Monday Night Raw. Um, but the cool Hopefully. thing is, is that there are also many other flavors out there in the wrestling world. So if you don't particularly like the WWE brand of ice cream, you can go check out Ring of Honor's brand of ice cream, or New Japan's ice cream, or House of Hardcore. That's right. PNA. Certainly. Uh, Ali asks, who is your all-time favorite wrestler? All-time favorite wrestler would be Austin. Definitely Austin. Um, he was the nice. guy that got me into the business. I I just, I wouldn't be watching wrestling, or I wouldn't have been watching wrestling. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it hadn't been for Steve Austin. Oh, absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh got a question. Would you ever go back to the WWE? Uh, yes, I would. Sure. Awesome. It's just it's uh, just hard Brad to acts to, you know, Go ahead. I, I wish I could in a situation you wish you could, you know, pick and choose the right circumstances, the perfect scenario, but I would definitely consider it. Uh, let's see. What was the biggest problem with TNA other than management? Um, nothing. <laughs> it was management. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything revolved around the management. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything in the locker room. There was a time when I remember for a very long time there were things that happened that were super, super frustrating, and we couldn't really do anything about them. And you think that morale should have been at, at an all-time low for all the different problems that we were experiencing. But it wasn't. It never was. It was always the most upbeat, friendly, fun atmosphere that I've ever been around in a wrestling company. It was just a ton yeah, of fun. That's we awesome. always, and even if we, you know, guys weren't getting paid for sometimes three months at a time and we were still showing up and nobody was saying like, Oh, Hey, I haven't been paid in three months. Let's go out there and own it in. It was, damn it. Maybe they'll pay me next week. So mm. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to try my, my best. Yeah. Got a few more. Um, Triple H or Vince McMahon better for creative ideas? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I, honestly, I both. I think both are both are always given the. Um, I I think right now maybe Triple H is a little more. It sounds anyway. I mean, I'm not there. I don't. I don't work there right now, obviously. But from what I gather. From you know around the horn, I hear that Triple H is very open to new ideas right now, new concepts. Whereas Vince is 
still, you know, a little more old school. Um, he is mm-hmm. open to new ideas, but you really have to, something has to grab his attention. If you can somehow grab right. his attention for five minutes, he will at least give your idea a shot. And if he gives it a shot, he'll put his whole weight behind it for at least a few weeks. And now you just have to keep delivering week after week or he'll get bored and he'll move mm-hmm. on to the next shiny ball. Hmm. It's like you, like you putting gas in the car. Yeah. Mm. Um, so what are the questions here? Brendan asks, uh, what is your best wrestling moment? My best wrestling moment? Uh, I mean, probably, you know, I would say winning the briefcase at the at WrestleMania in Fort mm. Field in front of 81,000 80, people and, you know, millions watching around the world on pay-per-view was a pretty cool moment. But also some of the best moments that I've had in wrestling came backstage or came mm-hmm. while I was doing a meet and greet with a fan, you know, um, meeting some Make-A-Wish kid whose dream is to meet you or just loves wrestling or something like that and seeing them smile from ear to ear knowing that their life is, you know, possibly very short or yeah. very, very tumultuous at the time, and, and being able to put smiles on people's faces is amazing. Going over and visiting the troops with Armed Forces Entertainment in Iraq and Kuwait and United Arab Emirates and places like that were are some extremely, extremely rewarding times. Uh, what's your, okay, let's see. If you were able to change what happened backstage in WWE, would you? I don't know exactly what happened backstage in WWE. Well, if they're asking if if I could change, like, what happened with me specifically, yes, definitely. I would go back. I would do things differently. Um, I think that anybody who, you know, everybody knows that I've I've made some missteps and (laughs) – which is another thing that I'm kind of happy that I'm able to tell my students about. I'm able to hope it's just like my kids, my, my actual children. Um, hopefully they can learn from my mistakes or I can at least give them, look, this is what I was thinking. This is what was going through my head. And here's how it came out. Here's how it turned out. That's good. Um, let's see. You have worked a few, a few more. You've you've worked with Taker and HBK. Just mentioned a few. Who did you learn the most from in the ring? Oh, it's it's hard to when you're working with guys that are the caliber of a of those guys: Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Taker. Um, it's it's really hard to say who who I learned more from. I just I learned a lot from both guys and was very fortunate to get to work with most of those guys as much as I was able to work with them. So. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the last ride with the Undertaker then, and how do you feel about it now? Um, the last ride meaning, like, his, his move or powerbomb, or the, I guess. Or was it – there was a last ride match we did. And I think with uh, Undertaker, that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun putting that one together. There was a little bit of hijinks that happened at the end, where I put him in the back and I 
go to drive out and the camera catches, you know, my face as I'm driving out and then Taker sits up behind me and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and then pulled me back to the back and then he drove out. That was, that was fun. Things like that. It was. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler currently? Oh, it's hard to say. I don't really watch. I'm going to be honest here. I really don't watch a whole lot of wrestling right now. But mm-hmm. I recently saw a match. I think AJ Styles is the absolute best in the business right now from what I've mm-hmm. seen. Like I said, I don't watch everything. But from what debate. I've seen, I don't think there's much to debate. Um He's just, he has it all. He really has it all. Mm-hmm. He's doing so well right now. He had a match with Brock Lesnar about a month ago that was just phenomenal. And we actually yeah, picked it apart. Yep. Yeah, we picked it apart here at the Academy. We we played it and dissected it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was able to talk to him and he gave me some, some thing like, you know, I was able to ask him what he was thinking in specific at various specific points in the match, which is nice because I can then relay that to my students. Like, hey, here's what was supposed to happen here, and here's what ended up happening, and here's why. So those things, are, mm. those kinds of scenarios are, are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, was he was he happy with the match overall? He really was, yeah. He was very happy with it. Loved it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> Yeah. All right, I guess the last question here from Tom. What is uh, your favorite storyline? My favorite storyline? My favorite storyline ever was one I did with Bram in TNA. I mean, for me specifically, my favorite storyline was one I did with Bram where uh, he stole my microphone from me and beat me up with it. And then it, mm. I was going after him trying to get my microphone back. So that was a cool a little story. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was actually um, Billy Corgan helped write that. It was Billy Corgan's baby, and uh, you know, he wrote it. But we all had our hands in the pot. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, this this one's pretty good. Um. Here's another one here. Outside of WWE, would you wrestle for ROH or New Japan? You wrestle for ROH. Um. So I guess that's out. So New Japan. I'm sorry. Did, did, have I wrestled for them? Uh, it says outside of WWE, would you wrestle for ROH and New Japan? But you wrestled for oh. ROH, so uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love to wrestle for New Japan. I mean, like it's. I think it's the second place to be right now, right? Yep. I mean, it's. Uh, yep, absolutely. They're they're doing great numbers. They're. It's, it seems like a really really fun environment right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here's the last question. Uh, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? That's a good question to end on. The Mount Rushmore of wrestling. I mean, like, you got to have Hogan there. You got to have Steve Austin, The Rock. And uh, I would say. Hmm, you know, I would argue Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's just recent memory, and it's WWE stuff. But for the amount that those guys did for the business, I can't think of people, mm-hmm. other people who did more. 
for the business gotcha. overall. Makes yeah. sense. All right, let's listen to one more time about the Academy. So, yeah, the Academy, it's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, right now we've got a six-month program or a one-year program. It's uh, it's $3,000 for one uh, for six months. It's six months of instruction, three days a week, six, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 12 hours a week. So you get four hours, three nights a week. So that's 12 hours a week of instruction. Um, you know, well, like I said, we work on promos, wrestling, managing, wrestling, high spots. We do it all. And then, um, and, and then we also have a one-year program for just $1,000 more. So if you pay $4,000, you get to spend one year at the academy. And uh, after the six months, you get to come five nights a week. So you can literally come 20 hours a week and, and wrestle and work on wrestling. You don't even have to wrestle and get in the ring and be taking bumps and stuff like that. But you can spend 20 hours in a facility and learn how to be a better performer and better wrestler. Yeah. And then, and then $3,000 $3, compared to what you're going to, you know, make that that's an investment to, you know, a life the life of professional wrestling is gonna bring you in much more. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, it's we want people that are serious about it. I we feel anybody can come up with I mean, anybody can come up with three thousand dollars if they really want it. Mm-hmm. They can borrow it. Um whatever I, I I look at my own personal situation and I had to borrow for my first wrestling tuition, and I also had to borrow for my second wrestling tuition. So I went to two wrestling schools because I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to be a better wrestler. And I always looked at, you know, if you want to be a doctor and you want to go to the best, if you want to make a ton of money being a doctor, you want to go to the best school. And the best school is going to cost you some money, but it's an investment in your future. And I feel that that's what we do here at the academy. And in addition Absolutely. to all the stuff that we've talked about here today, we also bring in guest trainers about every 60 to uh, about every month to two months, we bring in a guest trainer, somebody who's made it also for the big stage and who has a ton of experience and they, they're able to come in and give our students their take on how they were successful and what things worked for them. Mm-hmm. It's really great. You know, I've been wrestling, I've been in wrestling now for 19 years and every single time that we've had one of these seminars i just sat there and just been a sponge and i've learned so much from well christopher daniels and i traveled together for like two or three years we talked every day but we never really talked about wrestling and wrestling psychology and things like that unless we were talking about storylines but like i was just blown away by his his take on certain things in the business so yeah I agree. It was uh, fantastic. Um, I've had Chris on my show uh, a few times as well, and um, just like you said, sponged. I mean, just as a journalist, uh, as a podcaster, uh, just to hear uh, just the uh, stories and, and, and advice and things. So I, I totally agree with you. All right. Thanks so much, Ken. Uh, we got a request. Uh, it says, can you say from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Alan asks that. Can he say from Green Bay, Wisconsin before he leaves? Yes, from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay, thank you. Everybody, everybody. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. <laughs> from 
Sure. Oh, wait. <laughs> Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Ken, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you very much, bro. Goodbye. There you go. You got your wish. Uh, he did a fantastic job. All right, we got so much to go. Uh, and let's bring in Evan. Let's go. How you doing tonight, sir? Doing all right, man. How you feeling? Doing well. Uh, great to have a uh, a special Green Bay, Wisconsin, Anderson, Anderson. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> before uh, he left. That was great. Yeah, th- thank you, T, for. Uh, no, because of you, I was—I had the honor of uh, having Mr. Anderson, uh, and I was able to uh, do our first Skype interview with him. We had—he was on there for yeah. a good, good few hours. Um, the great guy, great guy. Oh one yeah. My, yeah, one of my favorites. Ken's my, Ken's my buddy, and uh, yeah, I think that's the fourth time he's been on the show. So, uh, awesome stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get to the headlines. Um, all right, so we're going to go into some headlines, and then we're going to take a brief break. Um, and also, uh, there's an interview from um, PCW uh, that I'm going to play um, from the Booker of uh, PCW. He's got, he's got a big event coming up this weekend with uh, the great Muda, John Morrison, Sammy Callahan, um, and a bunch of uh, uh, very, very – uh, popular uh, talent from, uh, you know, formerly WWE and Impact, uh, currently Impact. Um, Johnny, um, Johnny Impact. I think at the show he'll be called Johnny Ultra. <laughs> so I, I think it's, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty clear that John Hennigan goes to wherever you know he becomes one with wherever he goes. I think that's the best yeah, way he to does. explain that. Yeah. Um uh he's been on he's been, he's been on this show before. So I guess I should call him Johnny Pancakes. Yeah, he sounds <laughs> so, fun. Uh, uh and I I can't I can't add my show uh to his name when I had him on because uh that name wouldn't go P G. <laughs> and that's something he actually joked with yeah. me about privately. <laughs> no. So Johnny Pancakes works. <laughs> <laughs> Fit too well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The fourth person, the fourth person is uh, uh Penta uh, Zero, um, Penta L Zero M. He used to be Pentagon Junior. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be on that show as well. I think he's the champion PCW. Um, so we're gonna play a brief interview uh, from them uh, to just. Uh, and before we get to that, let's get to some headlines. Without further ado, and let's get to the first trivia question for tonight. You know we got to bring the trivia in. First trivia question of the night is, who won the 2002 Royal Rumble? Who won the 2002 Royal Rumble? Right, so the first uh, headline for today is uh, Paige. Unfortunately, we've got a very somber moment. Um yeah. 25 years old, Paige, uh, 
uh, have to be forced to retire, unfortunately. And um, basically, uh, she was told, uh, according to PW Insider, they they get credit for breaking this uh, this news. So she was told that her in-ring career is done, unfortunately. Um, and basically, you know, even at 25, I mean, recently she had um, hey, uh, recently she had a uh, uh, a match. Uh, I think she was in a tag match. Sasha Banks was in the match. It was in a WWE live event. And um, basically, Sasha Banks. I mean, and here's the thing: a lot of people was blaming Sasha ba- Sasha Banks, but and I've listened to a lot of uh, perspectives on it, and I, re- I respect the wrestler's perspective on it um, because you know, first of all, Sasha Banks wasn't intentionally trying to retire her. I mean, that's come on now, that's that's right. absurd. Um, and people say botch Banks and things like that. I mean. You know, that's a move that she's done plenty of times against plenty of people. Um, you know, Paige has had a series of neck injuries. Uh, she had a mild concussion in 2015. She had, uh, you know, a neck injury in 2016. Uh, and then, you know, she's been, she was out, you know, um, uh, for that time, almost, uh, I think about over, over a year and a half. Um and this recently neck neck injury as well. So over the past couple of years, over the past two or three years, she's had three separate cases of head and neck injuries. So, you know, uh, it's one of those things that WWE is a precautionary measure. I don't know exactly. You know, there's not been uh, specific. Uh, WWE hasn't released it other than they haven't released information other than saying that she won't be in the Royal Rumble. Um, but you know, basically, as a precautionary measure, seemingly, WWE, similar to what they're doing with uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, but with Bryan, though, there's still kind of hope, it seems. You know, it seems like there has to be some clearance and there has to be some tests and tests and tests. Uh, unfortunately for, for Paige, it seems like there's not really a shot of her coming back. Um, you know, Edge had to retire early as well. I believe there was some spinal stenosis. Um, uh, Sting had to retire because of spinal stenosis So I don't, again, we don't know the, the, the specific cause We don't know the specific reason But, uh, you know, uh, reportedly her, her career is over And um, there was also a piece that I wrote that um, uh, the Holly, she talked. There were some sources who talked to Hollywood Life And saying that, uh, you know, it's very tough for her to admit, you know, that Understandably, you know, she's only 25 and you know, she grew up wrestling. She's been wrestling, you know, ever since she, I think, was 13. So, you know, a dozen years in the business at 25 years old. I mean, she was on the Austin podcast talking about how she grew up wrestling and this has been her world for, you know, basically half her life. So it's a, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. And I definitely think that, yeah. uh, like I said before, you know, I've said this to other people talking to people about this, talking to people in the wrestling business about this, you know, I, over the past couple of days, I said, Hey, listen, you better start watching a bunch of Sherry Martell tapes uh, because the, you know, that's something that you're going to have to hone into. You have to hone into being uh, an amazing manager. You can spend, you know, 10, <laughs> you know, 20 years of your career being a, a very good manager. I mean, there's people who've done it before. So, uh, hopefully there's a, a positive out of this very 
tough time for her. Yeah, you just said that um, with that with Paige, I you know I got word of it. Yeah, you told me, and a lot of people told me while I was out of town, and it's it's wrestling. It's not ballet. It's people right. call it fake. All they want is very physical. People get injured. You know, we thought about with Sting and. You know, other people's got injured Edge and um, Daniel Bryan. Michael, mm-hmm. remember, he had the back injury. He miraculously came back. So hey, Sasha Banks didn't do it on purpose. And, and 25 years is so young. And then, like you said, luckily enough, hopefully, you know, Paige has been in the business for a long time. She can be a manager. You know, maybe she can take some light bumps and make the most of it. Yeah. That's the most she Absolutely. can do. And I think for her to be so young, I think it will help for her to be a manager because that's a lost art. And she could really, you know, yep. really capitalize on that market with the women. You know, she could be mm-hmm. healed. She, she has, has a personality, too. Look. Right. Right. Yeah. She has a personality of it. She has a unique mm-hmm. look and do it. I mean, last thing we need is for her to talk on that. Uh, everyone doesn't transition well from being a worker or being an athlete to being a commentator. Everybody isn't Tony Romo who who's great at commentating. Uh, some people just shouldn't do it. Air quote leader. Mm-hmm. Just don't talk. Just <laughs> you know, some yeah, people just can't absolutely. talk and be a commentator. <laughs> right. Uh speaking of commentating, uh yeah, I'll talk about this more tomorrow. I'll be on the wrestling podcast, but Beth Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen, Beth Phoenix. Uh, we'll we'll kind of hold that thought until later. I uh, got a bunch of questions here. Any idea when, yeah. when Ricochet will make his first appearance? Uh, he made his first appearance today in the Performance Center, uh, reportedly. I've heard. Um, I actually have uh, I've conversed with I've texted back and forth to Ricochet recently. I've had him on my show before. Um, and yeah, so that's, uh, that's great. I've had, uh, converse with Hanson as well from, from uh, war machine. I've had him on my show as well. We still, uh, converse back and forth. Um, it's been a little bit of a time, but I, I knew that, uh, that both of them were coming. Um, yeah. So I basically, as far as television, I mean, it's the, 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 NXT, I've heard 205 Live for Ricochet. I think Ricochet said before in an interview that he didn't he didn't necessarily want to be kind of um, uh, relegated or, or just kind of uh, honed in or, or just kind of uh, boxed in to the 205 Live, but um, that's probably the best bet for him uh, from his wrestling style. Uh, so, yeah, Zachary, Triple H is the correct answer. Good job on that. Um, from his wrestling style, I mean, uh, uh, see, they had Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio was one person who fully, um, kind of broke that barrier. But there's not too many people who, you know, who who can really do that, unfortunately. Um, and uh, Ali asked, "Did I watch the Mitch Match Challenge?" Yes, I did watch the Mitch Match, the Mitch Mixed Match Challenge. I should say that uh, I, <laughs> I should pronounce every syllable in that to say it right. Mixed Match Challenge. Um, 
Let's see. What is EC3 and Lashley making their appearance in the War Machine? Uh, like I said, War Machine. Um, it would be very uh, interesting to so see ugly. how War Machine. Uh, so ugly. Okay, so uh, I want to see War Machine versus Kennedy, and I want to see War Machine versus, versus Office of Pain. Uh, yeah, I think both of those matches would be absolutely so, amazing. We're going to see uh, them against whatever you call them, the Belgian Brothers or the Belgian, whatever you call them, dudes. The Belgian Brothers. <laughs> WWE made that their gimmick for their version of War Machine, and now the legit War Machine comes in. We Let's just hope we don't see them face each other. This, this. Yeah, yeah. Let me break I mean, like you said, you had him on your show last year. We already had through all sources of friends uh, in the business. We already knew it was just waiting for it to happen, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like, where do you put him? Out? Ricochet is a great talent. You put him on NXT, but then he's kind of like he's he's like Neville. He's too big to be in two five live, but too small to be. In the roster, I think so. It's kind of. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't go there to be a waste because he's so talented. Um, at what he Very does. True. Yep, absolutely. Uh, real quick thoughts on Goldberg being the Hall of Fame. Um, I plan on being there again this year. Uh, be looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing that. I, I mean, hands down, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There's, there's no question towards it. Um, him, you know, leading this year's Hall of Fame. I think it's a I think it's a good move. I'm looking forward to the rest of the uh, lineup. He, um, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, Goldberg's always my favorite. Uh, he deserves it. And um, yeah, the, the speech. I don't think the, the speech would be no more than seven minutes. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. And, you know, it all depends. On Go. It's funny when Goldberg talks regular. He talks like he's out of breath, like he's struggling mm-hmm. for words. This is how he talks. But I've I've had the honor of meeting Goldberg in person, interviewing him. The dude is strong. <laughs> I know he may not be as big as in his prime, but he's strong. <laughs> The nicest guy, I would say. I uh, can't say that about other WWE legends, but um, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I, I am happy. <laughs> I can agree uh, with that for sure. Yeah, yeah, we both can. <laughs> but I'm happy for Goldberg, and, and now it's uh, interesting to see who's going to be the actual under. Well, actually, who's going to be the semi-main event, as far as who's mm-hmm. going under Goldberg, and then the undercard. It's it, it's just a it's weird to me with the, the Hall of Fame. I understand everyone isn't alive, and it just it seems so void and weird. You know when they induct someone that's not physically there, and it just seems so like mm-hmm. kind of takes the life of it. Like dang, it's, so what would it? Yeah, I mean fans, you know, let um, us know who you know who would they want to see get in this year. Yeah, who do you, who do y'all want to see get into? Good question. All right, well, get good uh, kind of action step there. Um, who do you want to see uh, live chat? Uh, who do you want to see in the Hall of Fame uh, this year? Um, I'll be interested to see who in, uh, in, inducts him because they usually announce who inducts him, but they didn't actually. Um, DDP. Let's see. Got a bunch of good questions here. Uh, you think DDP? Yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, I was yeah. thinking um, either Sting, Hogan, or Raven wouldn't be too bad because he beat him for the not, U.S. They're, title. They're not, not, not bringing in Raven. I already tell you no, that now. Well, hey, look, they brought in Cornette. 
So it, yeah, you yeah, never but, know. Yeah, but uh, with Cornette, it, it was you have no choice. I mean, who else are you gonna have induct induct the Rock and Roll Express? You had to bring and Cornette. Even though Cornette is Cornette, he's still so his his he's so overpowering with his persona. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. He used to work there. You know, he he knew how to politic, and it was fine. Even like the little joke that Orton said at the Hall of Fame with Cornette having a live mic. Raven, yeah. like, like you said, I, I feel <laughs> even Dallas is <laughs> Dallas is thing, or even Bischoff. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bischoff will be good too. Yeah. Um. Uh. Somebody said, "Oh yeah, yeah." Toby says a war machine would look good as Bray's new family. Hmm, that would be very interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right, that's so a let's... disagree. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, very good suggestion there. Um, so it's Chris Jer- a couple things about Chris Jericho real quick. Jericho advertised for Raw 25 without a deal finalized, uh, but uh, that was as of yesterday. So it might have been finalized today. I mean, they advertised him knowing that he's going. Everything's going to just kind of you know um, fall into place and everything will be fine, but. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it is interesting that they announced it without a deal finalized. Reportedly, uh, Wrestling, Observer, Wrestling Observer says that. And then, uh, you know, he was on an interview with Inside the Ropes recently, and he said um, his original WrestleMania 33 opponent, opponent even the even before that, leading into his um, the. The few that he wanted to have before Owens was Shinsuke Nakamura. So he wanted to do that. Um, he wanted to bring Nakamura up from um, from NXT, you know, before he before he got called up. And he said, yeah, he, he was saying that he was he, he was telling this man, hey, I want to work with this Nakamura guy. Um, they did some things in Japan. Uh, the WWE went to Japan re- uh, a couple years ago. Um he wanted to work with Nakamura and uh and he you know told Vince McMahon he said, Listen, I'll even stay to WrestleMania to be in a match with Nakamura. And then uh there was he had a conversation backstage with Kevin Owens and thought it was funny. He was talking to somebody else and he thought it was funny. And then the kind of the random tag match they did when uh Owens jumped on Jericho and said, uh, you know, you're the goat, I'm the donkey and they they thought that, that was funny, so it's interesting that Jericho kind of pushed Nakamura to the side to uh, you know feud with Kevin Owens instead. So I wonder, I mean, you know, it, it's very interesting to stuff like that to me is very interesting because would Nakamura had been a better you know type of uh, more popular character because WWE has done so poorly with Nakamura, especially tonight at the Mixed Match Challenge when you know Finn Balor and Sasha Banks beat uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalya. I mean, just that whole concept is just crazy to me. And it's just like you don't use him on SmackDown, but you use him on the Mixed Match Challenge, and he loses. Yeah, just they're doing so poorly with Nakamura. Unless, I mean, 
how bad does he need to be? I mean, he's the new favorite. I had him picking. You know, both of us had Nakamura winning. You know, we predicted him winning weeks ago, months ago. Um, and then Roman Reigns and John Cena was up there as far as favorites, and now Nakamura's back uh, as far as the betting odds, as far as he's the new favorite. Um, I hope he wins because I want to see Nakamura and AJ Styles. But it's right. like, man, I mean, how bad can you make Nakamura? <laughs> like, it seems it, like he it, came up. It was a. It seems like it was a foolproof, you know, impenetrable, uh, you know, method of making him a star. But the, the WWE has ruined something that seemed unruinable. Yeah, it goes to. WWE just doesn't do well with, you know, especially when it comes to a lot of talent from overseas. It would be the Japanese stars. I mean, look at look at Kenta, uh, Tommy. Is he is yeah. he's a waste? Oh. What is he doing with him? Is he, he yeah. created the GTS? Oh. He came there. He can't use the GTS because Punk was using it. Now Punk's gone. He's doing the GTS. Like, oh, the man who invented the GTS. Oh, okay. Now you give him credit. And it's just Nakamura, <laughs> right. great talent, great character. In NXT, he was wonderful because he didn't have to talk. He just mainly had to wrestle. And, and now this WWE, and not trying to make anything for as, uh, you know, for as cultural or racist or even sexist, it is, they just do not do well when it comes to certain areas of talent. And they are not doing well with Nakamura. They're not doing well with, with Kenta. He didn't do well with Ultimo Dragon. Uh, Tajuri was was lucky. Jimmy Wang Yang, we can go on the list. This doesn't look look at Oscar. Mm-hmm. She by me, she's oh, going to be stale and going. Not doing well with her either. She's yeah, starting to get stale. And and yep, she's great absolutely. in the ring. So, yep. um, Zachary asks, uh, any idea ideas for Undertaker opponent uh, for Mania this year? He'll be facing John Cena. Uh, Any new women wrestlers going to debut in, in the Royal Rumble? Uh, just call us from NXT, and then uh, there's some talks that uh, there's some legends that are going to be there. Molly Holly said she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Speaking of Molly Holly, she's a trainer at the Academy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, well, will Hulk Hogan have one last match at Mania? <laughs> Brother. Um, no, <laughs> he will not. Uh, do I think signing Rousey is a good idea? Yes, I do. I think um, as long as she has like a Lesnar type of schedule, if she's there yeah, all she the does. time, um, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's a good idea if she is there all the time. Or if she has a Lesnar type schedule, I think so. I can I can um, confirm. Right, so names. I, now, I can confirm to you guys that I, I do know uh, with in the workers of WWE, I can confirm. Ronda Rousey does have a Lesnar-like, a Lesnar-esque schedule. Um, I do know the actual date when she signed the contract. I did get, get a call from the source, and her contract is similar to Lesnar's. It was only be on the parents, only working certain shows because she does need time because she's going to be doing movie roles, and if, you know, she decides mm-hmm. to do any UFC, you know, appearances. So yeah. that's confirmation. Certainly, which is that's good. Awesome. Um all right, so Hall of Fame names: Vader, Vader, uh, Psycho Sid, Ivan Koloff, Raven, 
Um, Gail Kim. Um, Gail Kim. Well, Chris, Christopher's asking if they'll bring Gail Kim back. No, she's retired. No, she's retired. Um, yeah, <laughs> she, uh, she's retired. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, Richie said, uh, will Goldberg be back? Well, what do you mean be back? He's going to be in the Royal Ro- uh, He's going to be not in the Royal Rumble, but the Hall of Fame. So, uh, Steven says Lesnar won't resign his contract. Um, the money's right. <laughs> as, Tibi- as Ted DiBiase would say, everyone has a price. So, uh, Jay Uso arrested for DUI. How about that? That's, uh, that's not good. Um, uh, well, we saw him on SmackDown, so obviously it wasn't too bad. But, uh, you know, he was DUI after a live event on Sunday. Uh, we actually broke that news. We actually reported the news on Wrestling Rumors. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, released that same day. He was on a bond. Uh, he was on a, per- a personal recognizance bond. Um, so, yeah, so he, he's, he was released and... Uh, Back on SmackDown, so business as usual. All right, before we get to the PCW interview, um, backstage news on Bubba Ray Dudley uh, appearing on Raw 25 despite uh, competing for ROH. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because the thing is is that uh, um, he – I think it's, it's good to see that Dudley's back. I mean, you know, they're they're right now they're um, names that are being rumored to be in this year's class, which they definitely should be. Uh, it's it's interesting how just wrestling is nowadays. I mean, Jericho's coming back to WWE. It seems like it's just kind of a favor type deal. I don't see him back in any type of storyline. Uh, after you know, a couple of weeks or a th- like what three weeks. After you know being uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and then you have Bubba Ray who's competing for ROH, uh, being a part of the Raw 25. So it, it's like back to the territory days, uh, but uh, more competitively. Yeah, I agree with that. Is um, like you say, with Bubba Ray showing up backstage, and I think. I mean, it's one of them cases like uh, if you remember with Christian when um, I believe it was Christian was working for WWE and then they gave him that um, they gave him that pass so he could show up at that TNA Hall of Fame I think it was it was, yeah, it was similar player. yeah the flat mm-hmm. so uh, I don't even know if you can set a TNA having a Hall of Fame we'll leave that alone so uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which, by the way, they didn't even have one current, here. That goes, that goes to how terrible it is. Like TNA didn't, they didn't even have a Hall of Fame in 2017. It's uh, it's so sad. To, to be fair, like Flair says, he's the only two-time so far, the only two-time uh, WWE Hall of Famer. Which that'll be true until Triple H gets inducted, and then gets DX gets inducted, and then until right. Hogan Hall and Nash gets inducted, uh, Sting and Kurt Angle were the only two. Uh, that can see the Dave there in WWE Hall of Fame and in TNA if it matters anything. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, well, it, it might it might be different this year because the Dullies are probably going in, so they'll be they'll be in oh, yeah, as well. Too. Yeah, Dullies too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, one night it's WWE is Raw 25. I'll be there live myself at the Manhattan Center 
um, one at the Barclays, which I think is kind of weird that they're doing two shows at once. And um, <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> Bubba Ray yeah. got to be a part of Raw yeah. history. It's a lot of Raw events. I mean, shout out to my girlfriend who watches, uh, no, she's, she watched Russell Moore in the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars, and she watches it here and there. She even, you know, sent me a video of when Bubba Ray powerbombed me young through the table. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. that that's stuff that everyone that's not even in the wrestling now just know about the Dudley Boys and what they did. And when I'm sorry, when I think of the Dudley Boys, I think of more WWE stuff. The, the ECW stuff was cool, but I just think WWE is one of the one of the cases where WWE really helped prepare them and really helped launch them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to uh, play the interview from PCW, and they have a big event coming up. Uh, In the meantime, I will be still interacting with your live chat uh, through answering questions and also uh, asking trivia. So we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, our uh, second interview of uh, this evening. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've had a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we definitely want to bring in uh, my dude uh, Joe. He uh, is a, a booker for PCW. He's got some awesome things coming up, and especially an event coming up this weekend that he wants to let everybody know uh, in the Pancakes and Power Slams world. So, nice to have you tonight. Hey, thanks, guys. It's, uh, my pleasure. Absolutely. So, let the listeners know uh, what you got coming up. you got a big event coming up this weekend as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the event is TCW Ultra. It's our second year anniversary. Uh, we have a huge main event for bringing great Muda from Japan, uh, absolute uh, legend in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, we have him teaming up with Penta El Zero Miedo, uh, which is uh, sort of like the, uh, the Mexican great Muda, an incredible star in professional wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. We'll be going against uh, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Ultra, Johnny Impact, Johnny <laughs> whatever you want to call him this week, John Morrison. And his partner is Sandy Callum. And we also have uh, a huge list of stars. Brian Cage, Cliff Gordon, Shane Strickland, A.R. Fox, Brody King, uh, uh, A.C.H., uh, Ray Phoenix, Kiki Carver, Warbeast, Douglas James, uh, on it, uh, Joey Janela, Jenny Jacobs, it's on and on and on. It's a huge supercar. That's going on January 19th, this Friday, in Los Angeles, California. And you can also watch it on Fight TV if you're not in the area. And uh, we're, uh, we're looking to bring uh, amazing shows to present Wow, it sounds like a really, really stacked card. And January is the, 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 the time to do it because you got the. Uh, a bunch of events uh, going on. This is one of the busiest months of the year. And just let the listeners know the origins of, and the just the mastermind and <clears throat> the thought process and the creation of PCW. Oh, sure. Uh, well, the, the origins of the company, uh, like I said, it's our second year anniversary. So we've been around promoting live events for two years. We've been a company for about two and a half years. We had about six months of plotting and planning figure things out. Uh, we're the, you know, uh, largest company, uh, independent company in Southern California currently. Our houses are drawing upwards of uh, 1,500 people. Nice. Uh, we're having 
looking at really fast cars that come with high production value and the best wrestlers in the entire world. And what we do is, is we bring, we, we sort of look at it like one sport or something like that, where, or the origins of the UFC, which turned into MMA, uh, where we bring in the best of the best of every style. So the top Lucha guys, the top Kuretsu guys, the top Kolexis, the top Hardcore, the top comics, the top females. Uh, across the board, we bring the best of the best, and they present their style, and all of them together create this incredible style, which we present as Ultra. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's kind of uh, what we've been doing. We had a building for the first season, which we considered our first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spilled out of that quickly. We went into a much larger venue. Uh, we've sold out every event in 2017 uh, in, that event, in that larger venue. So we're looking to have a stellar 2018 in that same venue. And our past champions have been like Rob Van Dam, uh, Johnny Mundo, Second championship run, our first second time champion. Uh, we've had legends such as the great Muda coming in. We've had Terry Funk, Dan Hansen, uh, Kevin Sullivan. So we're bringing really, really unique legends. Uh, you know, you can't really go to any independent show and see the great Muda. Any independent show and see Dan Hansen. Yeah. So we're, we're really doing it uh, a different way. Uh, and it's strictly for the rest of us. It's a fan experience on our show at a very high level. And uh, we have been a, a very, very repeat, a high repeat number uh, for customers because we give them exactly what they want. We listen to the people and we constantly over-deliver. And that's, that's what we've uh, become known for out here. And we're hoping the great ground and, uh, and are uh, actually, you know, walk through to the entire nation and out of the country. Uh, and get the word out. We feel like it's a very special place. And, uh, we, we, uh, we like the recognition we've been getting locally, and we're hoping that it spreads locally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it's just, you know, there's so many independent, you know, organizations out uh, now, but there's something, you know, there's something different. There's something unique about PCW, and you you guys, uh, I've had over 100 guests here on the show here, and, um, you know, People are very particular about who they uh, associate themselves with because, you know, each wrestler has their own particular brand. But you guys have so many people who are willing to latch on the company because they see the vision and they see the success of it. What stands PCW out? Well, um, you know, pro wrestling is a a sport that two uh, ideological positions. Uh, one side uses logic to promote strength and disbelief, while the other side uses fantasy to provide like an endless amount of creativity. Mm-hmm. Both sides are 100% subjective, and neither side is wrong. Our side is we promote believability. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, that's not saying that any side is wrong, but I feel like bringing this school mentality of logic yeah. uh, to a product while joining the new age uh, athleticism, uh, to, to basically put psychology within the athleticism, I feel like it's a perfect form of professional wrestling. I feel like it's the, it's the evolved style, uh, it's the way of the future, and it's working. It's 
space, and I and I think that uh, that's what we bring, and, and I think that's what makes us unique. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, uh, Pentagon as as an OM, uh, formerly known as Pentagon Junior. Um, is he going to break any arms this weekend? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That, that, uh, that's up to him. Uh, you know, he's just a dynamic competitor. I mean, what a, what a incredible performer. He's really connected with the fans out here, especially in Southern California. There's a very high Mexican population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's obviously great. Um, whatever he's done in that fantastic. really, really excited about this main event. It's just so different. Such a huge legend in there with uh, somebody who's basically uh, forging the past and becoming a legend himself and put it together. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. I mean, just a, just a picture alone of what you guys are doing together is incredible. And then, you know, uh, Sandy Callahan is uh, obviously one of the hottest guys currently. And uh, Johnny Ultra, what we call him, John Hennigan. Uh, John Hennigan, I don't think there's anybody in professional wrestling that's in better shape uh, than that level at, a, at, at a, such a high athletic level. Um, you could, you could uh, I mean, his parkour career uh, is privy to any of that. Just the things that that guy can do with his body, yep. the things he's done with his body, just, I mean, it's jaw-dropping. So um, this made a man really it's going to be really a really fun event, and really spectacular. And I know I keep using the same words, but it's going to be so unique because you can't see this main event anywhere else in the world. Yeah. It's really interesting, but, and, and very humbling to be able to host it. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, I've had Morrison on my show before, and uh, he uh, talked about his parkour career, and, and it's been quite a storied career um, throughout the years, and he recently had his movie Boone the Bounty Hunter uh, that's uh, exhibited, exhibited a lot of that. So, yeah, you, you've got a... Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've, uh, you've, got, you've got a really, really good lineup. So let the listeners know one more time. January 19th, you got some meet and greets. you got uh, uh, a few things going on with, uh, with the night as uh, a whole other than the, uh, the action in the ring. Have a meeting uh, We have platinum members, and our platinum members are on World 1 and 2, and they get a two-hour meet and greet. And we have, you know, like a convention class. We have all the wrestlers there, looking at their photos and autographs and everything. We just charge that the off So it's a really cool experience for the band. We feel like we're able to get back and appreciate the fact that, that they do support us. And then we have our gold members. They have a one-hour meet and greet. The meet and greet lasts from 530 to 730. Now, the one thing that I really want to talk about. First of all, we're on Fight TV, and you know, you can't, uh, can't lie. But on the following day, on Saturday, we uh, uh, have something that is so extremely great. We have a seminar on the professional wrestling, and we're also allowing He doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, the fact that he's running a seminar for us, again, humbling, unique, 
so uh, we're going to have the great mood Olympics seminar on the following day on Saturday at 12 o'clock. We have the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, uh, which is the top wrestling academy in Southern California. Uh, and again, if you're a trained wrestler or you just like to see the great Muda in action teaching the students, then you're more than welcome to do that and you can reserve your spot at www.com. Fantastic. What a wonderful weekend in store for the fans of PCW and for those uh, who aren't. Uh, privy to PCW or listening to the show today. I think that you've had a, a very good synopsis of uh, how awesome uh, they are and uh, the, the talent that they bring is a, a very strong indication of how serious they are of being one of the best independent shows in the country. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Thanks. Really awesome. Have a good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back uh, once again. PCW Ultra. Uh, thanks uh, to Joe um, uh, for the interview. Um, they reached out to me. Uh, I don't know, probably a few weeks ago to promote this event here, uh, and I said absolutely, man. A great card, and um, definitely want to use the platform of the Pancakes and Power Slam show to pr- uh, promote the uh, the event coming up. Again, PCW Ultra. Uh, we've got Sammy Callahan, we've got John Morrison, uh, we've got, well, Johnny Ultra, <laughs> we've got uh, Pentel Zero M, and the great Muta, man, Kiji Moto, the great Muta, one of, uh, one of the one most of serious, I mean, like, like, Muta made, made masks and um and, and and face paint cool like him and Sting like when I was back in the day NWA days, uh, mm-hmm. Muda and yeah. Sting to me Muda Sting and the and the Road Warriors, uh to me was like man they had the coolest face paint. Yeah. And is. then uh recently um and and then recently um. Uh, He's well, actually, it's been about a while 15 years or so. He uh changed into the mask, he, he wears a max now. Um, so yeah, um, let's see. Sean said he wants to see Penta and the WWE. Um, no, I don't. Mm, no, because he could, he wouldn't be able to do the whole arm breaking thing either. So, uh, yeah. Undertaker is the correct answer. I was doing trivia during the on the live live chat during the interview. Uh, who did Brock Lesnar last eliminate to win the 2003 Royal Rumble? The answer is the Undertaker. One of my favorites. One of my favorite Rumbles. Yeah, real quick, uh, Raw and SmackDown review. What you got? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, good to see Apollo Cruz. You know, he decided the WWE decided to have him come back. Uh, you know, have him come back and wrestle. Um, there's a, uh, Jason Jordan is. Uh, I'm sorry, fans. I, I know, I know we have a great <laughs> fan base. I just he just every time every I see him, this, vex, this vexes my soul. That Dollar General look, generic action figure. But Seth Rollins needs identity. Um, I, I see he brings the curb stomp back, which I'm great. I'm glad yep. to see Strowman, of course. You know, being Strowman, to me, the highlight of Raw, and um, though throwing Michael Cole off the stage so safely, might I add, was cool. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. Raw was okay. Uh, Bobby Roode winning the U.S. title. Uh, kind of, it was going to mm-hmm. be between him or, you know, your boy, Maharaja. It was good that he went there. Oh. Uh, not to see what uh, he, no, what they're going to do with Ziggles, with Ziggler. But uh, Smack, SmackDown was okay of what I saw. Uh, Raw was decent. Um, I, I will say this week, a lot of people were talking about Raw, what happened on Raw more than mm-hmm. the past few weeks. So um, it was a little better than the past few weeks. But it doesn't matter. It's not to, you know, definitely next week will be huge. And then after the Rumble, everything will start heating up again. WWE will start caring really mm-hmm. about bookings for Mania. Trying to shake things up again. Um, shake things up again. <laughs> as far as Raw, I, I think the Strowman thing was odd. I mean, just just think about it. Think about it on paper. You have the uh, thank you, Terry said. Nice show. Uh, as far as live stream here on Wrestling Rumors Chat, I usually look around. It depends. Like today was a live Q and A. Um, and every week the the show starts at 11 p.m. Eastern. So, um, and every now and then we'll have live Q and A's. Today we have with Ken Anderson um, for you all to interact. Um, you can actually listen to the audio uh, before I go live. As far as just the live stream is concerned, I have a I have a wrestling interview every single week. Um, every week, <laughs> if you look, just Google pancakes and power slams. You'll see the list of people I've had. Um, I've had a lot of people. I've interviewed over a hundred, a uh, hundred uh, wrestling personalities here on the show. I haven't. I've lost track. I've said over a hundred, and that was months ago. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at right now. I just I'll count soon one of these days. And when I say over a hundred, um, I um, I I a hundred, hundred unique guests. So not. Two, I don't count two. I don't count one person interviewing two, three, four times as just one specific person. person. Yeah. One unique specific person is a person. So, um, but I have. I mean, I've interviewed. You know, uh, this was. I think that was the fourth time Anderson's been on. JTG's been on about four times, I think. Marty Elias. Greg Gunn's been on three times. Yeah, Marty, yeah, Marty Elias has had four or five. Um, Sean Devari's at four, I believe, or the three. Dr. Tom. Um, yeah, Pritchard's twice. Um, I had a couple, twi- Matt Seidel twice. Um, I know I'm missing, I know I'm missing. Uh, Christopher Daniels has been on three times, two or three times. That's what happens, um, brother. We have so many guests, you just lose track. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I had him. Oh, yeah, I had him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, certainly, yeah. I was looking at my archives, and I was like, oh, wow, I did interview him. Yeah, so it was, Billy Gunn's been on on the show twice. Uh, and then and then the other ones are once. Rikishi, Billy. DDP, uh, Hanson. Okay, so my ROH people have been Christopher Daniels. I, I know I'm going to miss people. I'm sorry. Uh, Christopher people. Daniels. Um, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Taven, um, Lethal. Well, who? Lethal. Remember Lethal. You, yes, Jay uh, Lethal. Lethal. has been on the show. Yes. Um. Uh, Hanson. Um. Have you had fish? Yeah, I know. I'm, I know I had fish. 
I haven't had Bobby Fish. No, I don't think. No, I don't think I've Bobby Fish. Uh, yeah, I know I'm missing a bunch of people. <laughs> My apologies. There's so many for fans. People so many. Uh, TNA. Um, I've had Moose on the show. I've had Sidell. I've had um, Anderson. Eli Drake. I've had um, Burke. Oh, Elijah Burke. Man. Who? Elijah yes, Burke. Yes, I've had Elijah yeah. Burke. Um. I'm trying to figure out who's in the title Bischoff. contention. Well, Bischoff can count for everything. Uh, yeah, Bischoff counts. For, yeah, he counts for everything. <laughs> uh, David Pinter, I've had him on my show. I've had, um, um, yeah, that's right. I've had I had Mark Lorenz from uh, World Class. I've had uh, Gary Michael Capetta. Um, yeah, there's a lot, man. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Over a hundred. That's 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 what I remember. Um, there's so many, man. Jake Roberts has been on the show. Um, yeah, Teddy Long. Uh, yeah. So I'm blessed. Uh, I'm so blessed and thankful for a wonderful, uh, wonderful 303 ep- 303 episodes. So. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, you know, um, Wikipedia page, uh, which will be uh, updated soon uh, by the writer, um, with uh, a total list of guests. So, um, uh, um, Tyler, uh, um, Tyler Rex, he's been on the show. Um, Good guy. Oh goodness, um, Garrett Bischoff, Eric's son. He's been on the he's been on the show too. Wes Briscoe's been on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's 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 a uh, there's a lot of people who's been on the show. Uh, our, our Road Warrior Animal, Shane Douglas. Uh, yeah, I, I'll keep thinking about people <laughs> every uh, every other moment. Cedric Alexander's been on the show uh, from from NXT, from. Um, uh, Cedric Alexander from um, 205, 205 Live. Live. Johnny Gargano from NXT. He's been on the show. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, as far as uh, Raw and SmackDown is concerned, um, yeah. So, it was one of those things that to me, um, the, the whole kind of. Um, oh, can't forget my brother Bobby. Bobby Fulton. Oh, yes. Brother um, Bobby. Yeah, brother Bobby. Uh Lance Hoyt. He's he's a, a multi timer. He's been on the show twice. Uh so yeah. Uh so yeah, as far as as far as the uh, and then the, the females. Um Brandy Rhodes, um uh, uh Katie Lee. Naomi uh, uh, together was with Global. Naomi. Um what was her name? Yes, the one that was Cameron. with Naomi. Cameron. Well. Yep. Um yeah, she's been on here. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was okay. Sign Deville defeating Sasha Banks like that was just kinda weird. I mean it just the like the the women's division, and we'll talk about this more uh, you know, next week is the go home show here for the Royal Rumble. Um just I mean the the development for the females have been absolutely terrible. I mean it's just been uh it's it's been horrible. Um so we'll talk more about that. Uh, Braun Strowman uh Getting fired and then like causing havoc to get back on doesn't make sense at all. Um, so the observer is speculating that uh, 
Stephanie is bringing Strowman back to humiliate him at the Rumble to lead to a match against Triple H at Mania, which would make sense. Um, the way that they did it was odd, but that would actually make sense. Revival, um, they, yeah, they were DOA as far as when it came to the, uh, I mean, it seemed like nobody was interested at all with their promo cutting. But it seems like, you know, Aaron Solo, one of those one of those jobbers was uh, Bailey's fiance. So, um, okay. And... They will. It just seems like they're being set up. Like they're they. The reason why they won a match was, um, to just fall victim to somebody next week. Probably either DX or uh, APA or um, both. <laughs> one of one of those two teams or a different team or both would most likely uh, beat them up like they did the Ascension. So. Um, as far as SmackDown's concerned, um, I was wondering why they it, – it was weird how they did that because they're like, okay, so initially it's supposed to be at the Royal Rumble, and then they're like, okay, they kept saying next week, next week, and then right. Daniel Bryan says mm-hmm. tonight. So, I mean, like, talk what? about cars change. It was really weird. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what, I – Almost guarantee next week that Dolph Ziggler is going to come back. Yeah. They're going to do a title versus title at the Royal Rumble. So that that's basically what I that's basically what I concluded from uh, why they made it tonight. So uh, Jason says, "Can I show my WWE strap?" Okay, so in my studio for the live listeners, I have a WrestleMania um, <clears throat> backdrop of all the logos. And then I have three titles. Uh, I have the Attitude Era, the Big Gold Belt, and the current uh, WWE Championship. So, uh, so there you go. There, you, there you saw it. There's the WWE tra- uh, strap. Um, will Rosemary ever get to WWE? Hmm. Hmm. Rosemary to WWE. Hmm. No. no. I don't think so. No, yeah. No. no. I don't think so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go with the flavor of the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right. So somebody said, okay, so the, the, I was asking questions. As far as who on the live uh, stream, uh, based on the legends who are appearing next week that they want to see a, re- a match with WrestleMania, I see Boogeyman. I see – oh, another question real quick. Will RVD be in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think so. No. Um, he should be. He should be. Not. I mean, not necessarily this year, but he should be in the Hall of Fame, but not this year. Uh, he won't headline. Uh, what's that? He won't headline, but he'll be like – Maybe no, he'll no, be like no. mid. No. Yeah, he'll be like mid. <laughs> no way. Um. Uh. Let's see. About the only ones that are in the ring shape would be Dudley's and a couple from DX. So I'll go New Age Outlaws versus the Dudley's in the tables match. <laughs> All right, there you go. Good one, Marcus. Uh, Ali says Steve Austin. Uh, HBK. I see another one here from Chris. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so uh all right, so here's the full list of legends. Um 
just a real quick yes or no from you, uh, Evan. Um, Kelly Kelly. No, no one cares. No, me, I agree. Uh, Maria, she's. Uh, uh, what? No. Uh, she's. Yeah. Uh, no. What? She almost a little over eight months pregnant. So yeah, she's, yeah, she uh, can't. yeah, she's automatically excluded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she's about yeah, she's lady, about eight months pregnant. I, I like Maria. Uh, yeah, I met her. She's really sweet too. Real yeah, sweet she lady. is. Um, and Matt Bennett, good guy. Um, yeah, uh, Tori Wilson. No. No. Michelle McCool. Mm, nah. Somebody got watched. Take his baby. Somebody has to watch their daughter. <laughs> well, take her watch Taker's baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps with Michelle McCool. I'll see. I'll, I'll say a maybe yeah. with Michelle. You know what? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she she could still go. So I I, I say yeah. yeah. I, I can't be sexist. Thirty six. Thirty seven. Thirty six. Yeah. Thirty seven. Now, so she still got a little long. A little, little bit of time to go. She retired young. Um. How old is uh, live stream? How old is Michelle McCool? How old is Michelle McCool? That's uh. I think she's 37 If I'm not mistaken I think she's 37 Um, Oh yeah She's got some time left Uh, Yes She just turned 37 She'll be 38 uh, next week Actually Um, All right Actually she didn't just turn 37 She she is 37 She'll be 38 Uh, Jackie Miss Jackie No (laughs) I agree uh, Sergeant Slaughter, that's an honor. No. No, I agree. can't work no more. Uh, the Bellas. The Bellas? No, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you, they, they're going to be because of their status and, yeah, but no. I'm, I'm on, I'm on I, the here. I think, mm, hmm. For because mania? one of them has seen his girlfriend for life. Uh, I'm saying for mania, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because only because of the name is, yeah. you know, you know, she's right. on Murray Cena air quote, and then you got the other one that's Daniel Bryan. So, did you have name recognition? Yeah. And and you know, you gotta have that for WrestleMania. So I say yes for for Bellas. Yeah, I think we could see them at WrestleMania. Um, Ted DiBiase. Ray <laughs> Dallow Man, of course. Yeah, that's that's yeah, why not. He At can Mania? Still work. Yeah, he can still work. All he got is million dollar dream. No, do you think he'll be at Mania? Oh, uh, no. I don't unless think unless so the the only time they they brought him is for a comical skit and and or you know right, something random, him. but nah, no. Uh, John Laurinaitis, is people power. Well, he'll be at Mania. Will he be on screen? No. <laughs> no, he won't. He won't um, be on screen, but he'll be at Mania. <laughs> uh, Brother Love, who I just interviewed last week, actually. Yeah, my my buddy. Yeah, who we, we both work with. Uh, nah, yeah, he's not going to be at Mania. No, I don't think so either. Uh, the Boogeyman, he's coming to get you. No. Same nope. thing with Teddy Bad. If they're doing a... Unless they doing a random random segment. Nope. You right. know it would be interesting if the movie um, man met Bray Wyatt. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be just oh terrible. Uh Godfather. 
No. We'll love it. Um, but, uh, I no. agree. No. Uh, Thaddeus. Teddy Long. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can throw Teddy Long for anything. Hey, but, you know, with the Godfather, it could be 50-50 because it is, it is going to be in NOLA. It's going to be in New Orleans and, you know, no Mardi Gras and the women. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, they got to do some kind of skit. Uh, you know, I don't think he will be, but I'll go ahead and see y'all because I want to keep saying no to all the ones. Uh, Thaddeus Long, no. Mm, I don't think so either. No. Um, JBL. Yeah. Or Ron Simmons. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, I think they're both yeah, man. I think we'll see them. Um, Simmons probably doing something backstage, perhaps, maybe. JBL may be back to call mania, so I could see him calling yeah. mania. Jibble. Um, yeah. New Age Outlaws, which, um, yes. you know, uh, Billy Gunn and uh, um, Road Dogg. Well, Road Dogg yeah. works with yeah. WWE. Yeah. Well, will we'll, we'll, we'll we see Road Dogg or will we see Brian James? Or Brian Armstrong. We'll see him backstage, but we won't see. Yeah, he'll be Brian Armstrong. Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. How about uh, Bischoff? Will we see him on uh, on no, the camera? No. No. Nah. Nah. Okay. Bischoff probably be watching Mania like we will even scan the skybox way home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. Who else is low? We got uh, Kevin Nash. This is a tough one. You can go either way. In the I ring. mean, it's, yeah, no. In the ring. No. So, I mean, it didn't take Nash forever to. Will he be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Anything no. like that? Will he? No. Okay. Yeah, it's going to take Nash the whole pay per view to walk down the ramp and be in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I've met uh, Nash before. Nash is a funny guy, but yeah. it, 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 he yeah. even jokes about his quad. It, it, it would say, you, you thought Taker took forever to walk half a ramp. <laughs> And media 30, right. 30, uh, 33. Yeah. Uh, Nash. You think we said Nash? Uh, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. I, 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 yes. I mean, I would love to see Hall. Hall can still work. Um, but then also depends on is he, you know, he had a little relapse with one of his demons. So it's, you know, what do you put him at? Be the way media looking, throw him in, yeah. right? Throw him in the battle royal. Oh, bring yeah, in one of the young kids. Mm-hmm. Bring in one of the bring in one of the young yeah. kids and do a random segment and have Hall come out and put him in outside his edge. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the way media looks, they need they need they need all the star power they could get. Yeah, they probably won't do that. Um, Jr. <sighs> Only if Taker. Because JR commentated taking rings. And of course, it's going to be taking Cena, which I know you're happy about, old man hip. Uh, mm. No. Nope. Jim Ross Jim Ross won't be at Mania. I'll let Taker. I think he will. I think he'll call Taker's match. Uh, Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be there. He'll, he'll be there. I think he'll call can, can we get Jerry Lawler? And, can, we, can we get JR and King to, to, to call Taker and Cena in, in Black and Rings? Why not? Um, Dudley Boys. 
Yes. Yeah, I can I can see the Dudley Boys in Mania. Yes, I agree. I think they'll be there too. Um, let's go for Flair. Oh gosh. Coach Flair's gonna be there. In the ring. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be crying as he always does. You know, he cries in every. He night. won't be in the ring though. He'll be competing against anyone. That's for sure. Um, uh, Austin. Nah, I think Austin might be at Mania. I don't see Austin competing. Or does a little oh, yet? No. Yeah, he's not competing. No way. No, he definitely won't be. Uh, all right, so we get to the nitty-gritty ones here. Let's go with uh, Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> no. Real, real quick, I think Shawn Waltman's scheduled to be there. What about Waltman? The, the problem is Waltman's a cool guy. I met him and all, and, 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 and I think he's very underrated about the impacts he's had in the Monday Night Wars with DX and NWO. But will the general consensus, this general consensus, care if Sean Waltman's in the ring? Right. No. I mean, he's about the size uh, of the two or five live guys. Um, got a question here. Uh, I know nothing has been set in stone, but have you guys heard anything about uh, who is he wrestling in Mania? He's going to be wrestling Cena. Um, yeah, and they're going to do the setup. Yeah, all right, real quick. They're they're gonna be doing the setup at Raw twenty five. Uh, yeah, twenty five. Real quick, yeah. um, Triple H. Of course, yeah. He's probably gonna go against Strowman at, at, at Mania, which uh, yeah, which I'm cool with. Yeah, it's Strowman to go over because Triple H always leaves at Mania. He puts everybody over. Um, um all right. Thing? So yeah, think it'd be at Mania. No, 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 no. He's not gonna be at. <laughs> Be Raw I know. I'm just joking. Triple H is losing everybody except for Sting. Um, all right. So Chris Jericho. What do you think, Chris Jericho? Or Eric Bischoff? Uh, Eric Bischoff. You think Bischoff's going to be there? Nah, but, but but Jericho. I can see Jericho competing at Mania. Um, no, he's not. He has, he's uh, Japan. Fozzie, um, Fozzie Day. Oh, oh yeah. Unless they cancel it, which you know, there's a lot of people who listen to his music who don't care about his wrestling career, so uh, he has a date that day. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fantastic show, as always. Thank you so much for Ken Anderson on the show, and that he was able to take us home uh, to do a wonderful, wonderful uh, trip down memory lane and uh Grab his uh, proverbial mic and say his Anderson Anderson. Yeah, it's great to have that on the show tonight. So, uh, once again, Academy School of Professional Wrestling. Google that. The Academy School of Professional Wrestling. They're doing some wonderful things, making some great stars. Also, my friends over at PCW, uh, PCW Ultra. Check it out. PCW. P is in Pacific. C is in Championship. W as in Wrestling. PCW Ultra. Google PCW Ultra. Uh, they've got a wonderful event coming up this weekend with the great Muta. Also, my boy, Marty Elias, uh, WWE referee, anybody that's a promoter that's listening to this show, um, go uh, check him out. Uh, go to his Facebook page, leave him a uh, message on Facebook. 
I've been looking for a referee. I mean, he's one of the best, you know, we've ever seen in, uh, in the stripes. Um, and so go uh, check him out and um, book him for your show. Uh, he has a great uh, influence. He has a lot of pull, and uh, he'll bring some, some butts and seats if they know that Mar- Marty Elias is going to be there. So, all right, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, of course, uh, my boy Evan Tech Prout under Matt Radio Tuesday, 7 p.m. here yes. on Walk Talk Radio again. You got any guests coming up, real quick? Um, working on a couple. Can't confirm, but uh, I'll be live at Raw 25, and I'll definitely be giving a um. Giving a live review on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Don't want to miss it. All right. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, 303 episodes in the books. I am Chris Featherstone. We have Crave Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Enjoy Raw 25. We'll be back next week, Lord willing, to talk about yes. some Raw 25. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, next week. It really. Uh, on to the Royal Rumble season. This is a, a hot. This is, I mean, from January to April, ladies and gentlemen, is the, the busiest season for me as both a journalist and a podcaster. And, and I love it. And, uh, Evan and I will be in WrestleMania again this year, and uh, I'll be doing coverage once again from Thursday to Sunday. And uh, so check us out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll give you more information on what's going on with that as far as the details. Uh, Maybe some appearances, maybe just so many things that uh, just that you have to stay tuned. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining, and have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. This is Chris Featherstone, Evan Tech Proud. This is episode three hundred three in the books. Pancakes and Power Slam show. Have a good night and God bless. Bye. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.